Welcome to the Quandrum Art of Joyful Living podcast. This podcast is all about inspiring people to live more joyfully. So if you're seeking a bit more joy in your own life or seeking to bring some more joy to the lives of others, then this podcast could well be for you. I'm Andrew Cannon, co-founder of Quandrum, and I have the honor to be hosting this podcast series. In each episode, I'll be inviting our guests to share their words of wisdom on the art of joyful living, whether that's in relation to personal growth, genuine belonging, positive impact, or simply having fun. And welcome to episode seven of the Quandrum Art of Joyful Living podcast. Today, I'm going to be talking with Nakula Das. Nakula is a sexual alchemist trainer and life coach. And today we'll be talking about sexual alchemy and its relationship with joyful living. So welcome, Nakula. Thank you so much. I appreciate it, Andrew, and everything you're doing. Oh, you're welcome. We're so excited to have you on the podcast. And first of all, I suppose we'd better give our listeners a quick crash course in the meaning of sexual alchemy. Uh, yeah, sure. So uh, alchemy, if we think of alchemy, you know, in its, in its original uh, meaning was to take metal and turn it into gold. Mm. Right? It was a form of, al- you know, al- alchemy, alchemy back in the day was a form of getting wealthy. And in this way, it, it can be used in that way as well. So if we think what is alchemy, it's, it's about turning uh, one thing into something else, mm. right? It, taking it through a process of transforming it. So similarly, sexual alchemy is about transforming uh, our, our raw uh, sexual energy and going into it and alchemizing it into higher vibrational frequencies so that we can use that energy consciously, transmute it, as Napoleon Hill said in Thinking Grow Rich and the Laws of Success. And this is one of the great secrets of mystics from all over the world on how they reached high states of consciousness and bliss, um, which is about transmuting uh, sexual energy from simply a physical expression. Nothing wrong with that. In right. fact, uh, in fact, that through sexual alchemy, the physical expression gets enhanced and there's all kinds of cool things that you could do to become a powerhouse in the bedroom, uh, which I train guys on how to do, but, uh, and outside the bedroom, it makes you a powerhouse too. And that's my whole thing, helping men, master their sex energy to become powerhouses both in and outside the bedroom. Right. So it's sort of like a win-win in a way, right? Both inside the bedroom and then obviously more (laughs) importantly within your whole sphere of life. um, Yeah. Mutation of consciousness you talk about. That's right. You know, the more energy we have, uh, some people wonder like, so depending on your school of thought, your school of understanding, Uh, there's different ways to raise consciousness. There's different ways Mm. to get a human being to actualize themselves. And um, the the tantric practices, the sexual alchemy, the tantric practices of the, you know, the yogic Hindu tradition, uh, the sexual Kung Fu practices of the Taoist tradition, Mm. um, mixed with exoteric knowledge uh, from traditions all around the world, you find that while they call it all many different things, there is this element or this teaching always around sexual energy and how important it is to at bare minimum bring it under control in the in the mainstream bible even jesus you know speaks about if if you have too much passion make sure you have a wife and kids and right like live family life right like you know like like he he instructs that mahatma gandhi instructed it to his uh his students this is a a tremendous practice that can transform again lives both in and outside the bedroom (laughs) excellent so could you tell us a little bit about your own journey towards becoming a sexual alchemist 
Yeah, this is something actually I never like, you know, it's not like, you know, you can go to school and be like, oh, like, you know, reading through the college manual and be like, mm. there's a two year degree on sexual alchemy. I, I you, you know, I think I love to sign up. I wish there was. I definitely would. I guarantee you in any college, I'll be the number one sold out uh, course. <laughs> actually, that's a good marketing idea for myself. I'm taking this to college. Take a note. Okay. Take a note. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> okay. So, um, you know, like, uh, like so many of us that are want to live joyfully. You, they're, they're, it's, it's an interesting paradox, in my opinion, to want to live joyfully, because in a one way, by saying I want to live joyfully, you're also acknowledging this inherent suffering within us, like that there's an inherent, you know, the Buddha talked about mm. it, this is talked about, there's that there's this suffering within us all. And the first thing that you have to do is understand and actually realize that you're suffering. Yeah. Only in recognition of your suffering can then there be higher realizations. So in my recognition of my suffering, I, like so many of us, started turning to, you know, spirituality, self-help, positive thinking, mm -hmm. right? We started look, I started looking at why do I feel this way? How to improve my life? And a large driver for me was entrepreneurship, uh, becoming an entrepreneur, learning how to build a business and then recognizing, wow, I got all these belief systems that are running me and mm -hmm. running my money context and running my business and my decisions. And how can I actually like build a business when I've never been taught to? So on this entrepreneurship, entrepreneurship journey that I've been over on over a decade now, I, like so many of us read Think and Grow Rich and, you know, the, the laws of success and how to win friends and influence people and, mm -hmm. you know, all, kind of all the major ones. And, and, and the godfather of the self-help world, you know, it, some people credit is Napoleon Hill, Think and Grow Rich, right? The Laws of Success, his book. He dedicates an entire chapter of, the law, of Think and Grow Rich to sex transmutation and basically to chalk it up says, unless I'm, why most men never reach success until later in their years, if they ever do, is because they can never transmute their sexual energy. They, can, they don't know how to use their sexual energy mm -hmm. in any other way other than a physical expression. Okay. The challenge is, is he doesn't tell you how to do it. So the first time I read it, quite honestly, I didn't really understand it. I was like, okay, well, whatever, you know, like, don't think about sex a lot. Got it, right? You know, it, it distracts you. Mm -hmm. I understand it on very superficial level. It's, okay, I get it. It's distracting, right? We got it. But actually, as time went on, and, you know, like, look, I'm a young man, and I'm very real, right? Porn is available. Masturbation. I grew up masturbating, like, you know, nine, 10 years old, and it's all good. And you know, all my buddies did it. It was like, it was, there was, there was no teaching. There was never an introduction to any sexual education beyond the very crappy, you know, grade nine mm -hmm. <laughs> education, you know, in Canada, where I'm at, in grade, where it was like, this is a condom. These are STDs. Watch this disgusting pregnancy video. Okay, yeah. be responsible. Go out and do it, right? Or the priest who's just like, don't think about it. It's a sin. You're going to hell. And I'm like, whoa, man, this is like, I'm just like, okay, I'm going to hell. I, I can't stop thinking about it. <laughs> I like it. That girl's so hot, you know, right? Whatever it is, right? You know, like, we have to be real. The first thing we have mm. to do is get really real about where we're at. So I got really real with myself. Now, at the same time, I'm on the spiritual journey. And the reason I have the name Nikula Das, my name is Nicholas Pereira. That's my, that's my name. That's a real name, right? Right? N Nikula Das is a spiritual name given to me 
uh, by my guru inside the Hare Krishna order. So mm -hmm. I started learning. I started going down the path of yoga, the path of bhakti, which is devotional service, trying to understand my own divinity and my relationship with God. And I found the path of, of the Hare Krishnas, really enjoy the philosophy and the culture. And I dove into it and take up the practice. And, and I became a student of a, of a spiritual guru, a master, a swami. He's been a monk for 42 years. Now inside, now this is where all yoga comes from and Ayurveda, and we're talking about the Vedic knowledge. And inside the Vedic knowledge, they speak directly on the practice of semen retention for men and the practice of sexual transmutation and how important it is that a man learns to preserve his semen for his own evolution and development. Now, this is very practical. It seems woo-woo, but this is actually ancient right. knowledge and that, that, that has been known for, for, for thousands of years. And here's how practical it is. Olympic athletes know it. Sting knows it. The rapper 50 Cent knows it. Steve Jobs knows it. Muhammad, uh, Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali credits semen retention. No sex six weeks before a fight. David Hay, world boxing heavyweight mm -hmm. champion. Why do you think so many Olympic teams are instructed no sex, no masturbation? Right. This is a known thing, but it's not known to the general public. It's not taught widely, but it's taught amongst people who reach, who want to who perform at their highest levels, who want to achieve really big things and want to achieve really big happiness, really big joy because it takes energy to be happy. There's a direct correlation between the amount of energy contained within, your, within you and the amount of consciousness and therefore happiness you experience. So semen retention was taught, but the way they teach it, because the goal of the, yo of, of, of the yogi, the goal of the monk is to transcend this material body and create a spiritual body essentially leave this material mm. world, go to heaven, become this pure soul, sinless. Like it's the, the, the aspiration is so admirable, but then I have to be real with me. I'd be like, yeah, but I'm not there. <laughs> You're not quite on that journey. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not quite there. Like, like I'm, and that's the real. Mm. And a lot of people inside spiritual communities struggle to accept that, but I've accepted that. I'm like, you know what? It might not be this lifetime for me because yeah. I have to, I have a lot of what's called anartas or impressions, like, like desire. I have lots of desire in me, the mode of passion. I have lots of passion in me. And that's a direct correlation of the amount of sexual energy that's mm -hmm. in me. And so sexual transmutation is about first becoming conscious of it and then being real about it. So awareness first, mindfulness about it, and then uh, sexual alchemy specifically, I use three pillars to train sexual alchemy. And the three pillars are breath work, uh, meditation, and physical uh, and, and muscle control, muscle, muscle development, control. right? Muscle control. So breath work, things like, uh, you know, uh, things like uh, alternative nostril breathing from the pranayama yogic system, right? Yeah. To, to balance the energy, reverse breathing to to heighten the energy, to move energy from the lower centers to the higher centers, the center of your heart. The, the whole key with sexual alchemy is learning to move your sexual energy from the genital space 
up to the heart space where it then transforms and, and, and starts to admit as a more loving energy mm. and even up to the space of intuition where now it opens you up to intuition because now you're, now your frequency is on a higher level. So people say, how does it work after seven to 10 days, a man after ejaculating about seven to 10 days and everybody's a bit different, but roughly approximately about this time, your body, because it's so efficient and nature doesn't waste anything and lives naturally in harmony, it says, hey, man, you are not being successful because success to your body means procreation. The, in your biology, not talking about your, not your mental, not what to success, I'm going to have six figures or I'm going to be joyful or I'm going to, or whatever all the goals are. That's, that's success on the mental plane. I'm talking straight biology. Success on a biological level means reproduction. It means you get to carry on your genes. The male half of that is ejaculation. So what happens, that's why sex is the highest motivator in the world. Why? Because it is wired biologically into you that, that you want to procreate. So sexual urges is actually an urge, an energy within you saying, hey, it's time to procreate. When a guy says he's turned on or a woman says she's turned on, biologically, she's saying that she's in a state where she's most receptive to procreating or the man is saying he's in a state where he's looking for someone to procreate with, okay? So we in sexual alchemy, we get to really understand what you understand is the real deep embedded psychology of how sex actually is influencing all aspects of your life because of this very basic desire and, and need of the body. Because you're withholding that desire, you're, you're, you're basically taking that and you're fueling that desire. Now, what happens when you fuel desire? It grows. So sex energy starts to grow. And how does it start to grow? It's because what nature does is it says, hey, you're not, you're not coming to see. You're not ejaculating. The basil plant, by the way, does the same thing. If you never let a basil plant come to seed, it will continue to grow into this massive plant and produce many, many flowers. If, but if you let it come to seed, it'll stay smaller. Nature follows this principle, and we are part of nature. So we follow this principle. So what happens is nature says you're not using it. So what we're going to do is we're going to help you out. We're going to reabsorb some of the semen back into your body because we put all your best stuff in the semen, all the best enzymes, proteins, nutrients to give the new baby best nutrients and chance. It puts everything, all your best stuff is trapped in your semen. According to Ayurveda, the body goes through seven levels of processing. 40 to 60 ounces of blood becomes one drop of semen. So the body is also using a tremendous amount of energy and resources to produce semen Correct. as your vital energy, as your vital life substance. So the body's producing semen. You're not ejaculating. It reabsorbs it back and it begins to circulate all of your best stuff. And as a man, what it does is it says, hey, you need to be a little bit more attractive so that you can be successful, right? This is, this is your, so what it says is, when we reabsorb, what we're going to do here is we're going to stimulate your testosterone. Mm -hmm. So semen retention actually biologically makes you more masculine because it actually puts more testosterone into your system. With more testosterone, testosterone is going to enhance your masculine qualities. 
So what ends up happening is guys experience brighter eyes, deeper voice, um, more ambition, more, uh, they want to get things done. Why? Because they're not wasting all that creative energy, you know, depleting it. They're not depleting that creative energy. Now, most guys, the reality is, so give me some stats. One out of 10 guys right now is addicted to porn reportedly. So we're not talking unreportedly. It's, it's, I guarantee you it's way higher, right? Most men, if you, the reality is, you know, ejaculate once a day, what, or, or whether that's, whether that's with their partner or by themselves, right? And again, it's no judgment or nothing. This is, this is, I'm talking about my own self here. You're not caught like, this is me too, right? Like this is, we have to be real and be like, this is it. Cause this is what's been normalized. But what we don't know, what has been either suppressed, oppressed or, or lost. I don't know why I have my theories, but you know, we got only 20 that's, minutes. That's for another podcast. That one. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. But, but you know, the, the, the facts is, is that there's a ton of ton of science that that shows that actually there are so many benefits to to semen retention and holding that energy and having healthy ejaculate. I'm not telling you never to ejaculate again. That's where I found sexual alchemy as I'm not a monk, Mm. but I don't want to just be like, I don't want to be out of control. I don't want to be addicted to masturbation. I don't want to be addicted to porn. I don't, when it's, when I, when I, I don't, I, Look, I'm a guy. I got a beautiful hot wife. <laughs> I'll just tell you, and I enjoy her, right? So I'm not telling you I'm a celibate. I'm telling you that what through these practices you learn to control that energy, you learn to engage in sex and have non-ejaculatory orgasms. You learn how to move energy. So a lot of people, if you're familiar with Tantra, yep. right? Tantra allows you to move energy. It changes the quality of lovemaking from kind of just, you know, where you can have, you know, your raw animalistic sex or whatever, your hot nights of passion. But at the same time, you really become a better lover because you become more present. Mm. So as these nutrients are absorbed back into you, what ends up happening is you become stimulated and this also stimulates your psychology because your biology and your psychology are interlinked. One affects the other. They're not separate. This is in the yogic tradition. There is no difference between body and mind, but it's body mind. It's the same, right? It's, it's, it's your mind is reflective of your body and your body is reflective of your mind, which is deeper reflective of your vibration or your consciousness or your energy, right? If you think of yourself as a pure energy, sexual energy is the sexual desire. Therefore on the physical level is the strongest desire. So it's spiritual equivalent is actually pure love. That's why we call it lovemaking. That's why sex and love has always been intertwined. But right now in our society, love has been taken out of it and we have just pure lust. Mm. Right. And that is actually detrimental. It's very different. It's not fulfilling. Porn is not fulfilling. While it may be pleasurable to the body, it's not pleasurable to the soul. Mm. Sex for the soul has to be connected as there's an exchange of there's energy and and it changes the quality where sex doesn't no longer become orgasm focused or ejaculation. Guys, like think about how we how we trained ourselves with sex. It's like rush to the finish line, right? It's like oh, it's done, roll over, just yeah, sprint to the finish line. Here's another step. The average man right now lasts about five minutes in the bedroom, where the average woman needs about 20 minutes to get into a state before orgasm is even possible for her. Mm. So women are water energy, so they take longer to boil up. But once they're boiled and hot, I mean, they are hot and they can stay hot. 
men are fire energy, which quick to ignite, right? And then, but then quick to be out, right? You know, done, right? So to, to actually feel the buildup and everything, you want to gain control. Mm. So in short, as time goes on, as you learn to hold your retention for longer periods of time, you end up getting an excess of energy now. Well, if you want to have an abundance of good feelings, if you want to live joyfully, if you want to live abundantly, guess what the first thing you need is? Within you, you need an abundance of energy. Correct. And sexual energy is your most vibrant, potent energy. And this is true for both men and women. I work with men uh, specifically on semen retention stuff, but the equivalent practices are available to women. So women, you know, you can reach out to me and I can, I know a lot of it, but I don't teach it. You know, I think yep. you should work with a woman for that. My opinion, right? Um, you know, um, and so the, the point is, is that over time, as you continue on the sexual alchemy practice, you'll actually notice that you have an excess of energy so much where you don't even need to sleep as much. You don't need to eat as much. You don't need to consume as much. And your creative power, your creative energy will be so heightened, right? Because you'll be vibrating. You'll be full of vibrancy. And with this comes now a transmutation practice. You add a strong mental focus on a goal. Now what you have is a strong, vibrant energy to now pursue that goal. Now take that and rather than letting it drive you to um, release yourself or release that energy, you let that energy build, build, mm -hmm. and then do practices. So breath work, muscle control, and meditation. Meditation is not just sitting there, but like through Qigong, movement, mental movements and such learning to move your mind through your body. So therefore you're moving your energy. You learn to open up what's known as the microcosmic orbit. This is the main channel up and around main energetic channel up and around the back of the spine is the fire channel. And down the front is the water channel or the, or the male and feminine. You learn to move that energy up and around mm. the body. And this is actually what's known as a, a form of tantric type of sex, where you're actually now, your, your sexual energy is being stimulated, but rather than just ejaculating that energy out, and what you what should men should know about ejaculation is the reason they want to sleep after or kind of feel tired or what or a little bit like, you know, right, is because your body releases a substance called prolactin into the system. So when you ejaculate, you're, you're rewarded because remember, it's success, right? Mm -hmm. So you're rewarded with a little bit of prolactin, which is like, hey, take it easy, relax, recover. Prolactin also also um, stifles testosterone. Mm. It, so while testosterone gets stimulated on when you're retaining, when you're not retaining and you're ejaculating all the time, you're releasing prolactin into your system all the time, which is stifling your testosterone and also amping up then your estrogen due to sedentary lifestyles, bad diets. Like men, just in general, men have more estrogen in their systems now because of our lifestyles. It's important that mm. we exercise, we work out, we do, we're, we're, we're not in front of just these screens all the time, which I know I spend a lot of time, right? Because this is my business, right? It's like, it's, it's just, a, it's just the nature of the way we live. So we have to do some extra things to balance that. Right. And so, so all of this gets released in the system. If you're constantly doing that, what you, what you may not realize is that you're actually living constantly in a state of energetic depletion mm. because you're, you're never allowing your energy to build, build, build. 
that's why like celibates and all this stuff. That's why monks talk about their ability to manifest is so easy because they have so much energy. They don't waste anything. Not a thought is they're so in control that not a thought is wasted. Why would I even waste one single thought negatively? I will put all my energy and focus here. If you can do that with your sex energy, you can do that with any other energy. Any, because your sex energy is the most volatile. It's the one that has the most drive. It had, it's, a, it's got the most, nature has given it the most value, right? It's, it's, it's got the highest currency level on it. And so therefore, when it's used and retained within the system, your entire vibration and frequency is going to go up. Your aura will start to expand because you will be vibrating at a higher level. Think of like, think of water turning into gas where you just turn up, like you turn up the water and it turns into gas and begins to flow upwards. The exact same thing happens when you start to develop an excess of semen. What ends up happening is the body says, well, we've got an excess, we're gonna use it. So what we're gonna do is we're gonna refine it into a gas, an energy, and that is gonna start to flow upwards in the body. So you'll hear ancient yogic texts, for example, saying, when the semen begins to flow upward in the body, a man's kundalini is rising, his, this is, it's the same, the ener your energy, your actual energy trajectory is now upwards. Upward trajectory, spirituality, mm. enlightenment, heart opening, joy. Downward flow of energy, death, destruction, right? That's right. So here with excessive ejaculation, it literally moves all your energy downwards and out. And again, this is, I didn't make this up. This is something I've learned that this has been thousands of years, but it seems like this knowledge is really lost. And, you know, sex is somewhat taboo, right? It's, it's kind of interesting. It's a taboo mm -hmm. subject, yet it's one of the most basic, natural, and in my opinion, beautiful expressions. Yeah, I don't think it was lost, Nicole. I think it was suppressed mm -hmm. um, or even repressed, I think. And that's the important well, yeah. thing I've learned from you is that, you know, when you talk about semen retention, it's, it doesn't mean sexual repression. It that's means right. self-mastery. And 100%. obviously you can use, if I understood correctly, you can on the one level use that self-mastery in the bedroom um, yes. to improve your performance, both for yourself and obviously for your partner's benefit, as you yep. talked about women right. uh, and men moving at different energy levels, the water and the fire. Yeah. Um, but on the other level, you can take it higher, right? You can take it up to the heart space That's right. where it becomes an expression of love. And then you can take it even higher up to the head space where it becomes an expression of creativity, uh, of intuition, of enlightenment. That's right. Have Napoleon I understood Hill correctly? About, yes. Yeah. You totally understood it correctly. Okay. Um, uh, Napoleon Hill says that there are the three driving. So there are negative emotions, as we know, negative mm -hmm. energies or negative charges, right? Yep. And, and then positive charges or positive energies. The positive charges are, um, the positive charges are, are the high, the three highest uh, charges that Napoleon Hill talks about anyways, is sex, uh, romance, and faith. So we can look at that as the lower centers. So sex, the physical expression mm -hmm. of sex, romance, the emotional and mental expression of sex, which is romantic, which is love, intimacy, mm -hmm. which, you know, it doesn't have to be sexual anymore. Many people have very 
are very intimate with someone, but they're not necessarily sexual. And just like some people are very sexual with someone and not necessarily intimate. There's a lot of that, right? right? Yeah. And, and that's, and that's, that's, uh, you know, it kind of, it, it throws your hormones, it throws your energies out of balance. And then faith is like spirituality is actually under connecting with the, the non-physical realms mm-hmm. where uh, Napoleon Hill addresses that infinite intelligence, right? You know, which is, you know, we tap in like, uh, you know, um, Nikola Tesla, for example, was a celibate, right? He talks about that, that he didn't believe that if he was, if you were serious as a, to be a great inventor, that you should be uh, messing around with women because you needed your energies your, your, for, for that. Uh, of course, m- most people will not do the Nikola Tesla road, mm-hmm. right? We know that. Um, but, the, but the principle is there. Where he and then he said, if you want to know the secrets of the universe, think in terms of energy, frequency, and vibration. Sure. So you have to look at some of their greatest thinkers and geniuses, not just of one culture. That's the beautiful thing. Mm. This is transcendent. This is not oh the yogi said, the Christian said, the 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 the, the left wing said, the right wing said. No, no. This is just nature. <laughs> this is just nature. And understanding nature at this level empowers men outside of the bedroom. Yes, you become better. Like, for instance, like right now, I mean, it's it's like it's it's a man's psychology and his sexual energy also go hand in hand, right? Like mind and body are one. When we have a strong sexual energy and we have strong mastery over it, when we are in control of ourselves, we feel powerful. Correct. And when we feel powerful we act in powerful ways right and that's the key so what what why this practice why all of a sudden you take a sexual alchemy practice and you're like well and now all of a sudden you feel better about yourself you're living more joyfully people think of, talk about their purpose right like this was a big question i struggled with for many of years and and what is my purpose? What is my purpose? Oh, my purpose is to be, you know, a life coach. My purpose is to be this, to be that, or to do this and to do that. And what I've come to now is that my purpose is simply to evolve. Like that's it. My, my and, and, and by my evolution, naturally I serve others like, a, like a tree, a tree grows, a tree doesn't, isn't thinking to itself. Am I being a good tree? Am I being a bad tree? Am I being a, a moral tree, an unmoral tree? Am I being a, a, a good Christian tree or a good Jewish tree? It doesn't think any of those things, right? Because all of those things live on the mental conceptions of life. They're Correct. mental concoctions of the mind. They're labels. Labels are fine. They're practical. They're needed. I'm going to meet you at 11 o'clock. You know, like, like these things are needed. It's practical. So don't, you don't have to hate labels or, you know, anything like this. It's just understanding where they should they should sit in the priority a label is a label so the tree doesn't have any of these conversations the tree simply evolves and by the tree's evolution me and you get to eat apples or mangoes depending where you are in the world <laughs> mangoes please yeah, yeah man I, I i'm in canada so i go i i gotta go i got apples i would prefer a mango you know <laughs> prefer what we don't have Opposites always, attract. always. Opposites. That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, so similarly, by you evolving and becoming mm. everything you're meant to be, 
then naturally you'll fulfill your destiny, your purpose, your nature. Just like, so the, the tree becomes, the tree does its job and it becomes a big tree and manifests all these great mangoes. Well, guess what? Now me and you, we get to enjoy those mangoes. Some of those mangoes fall and become new mango trees. Some of those mangoes, uh, it, see, you're, you become so abundant that you start to supply the mm. community around you. Right. And this is what, where joy comes from. Joy comes from fulfilling not the physical pleasures of life, but the soul's pleasure. And the soul's pleasure is to give, to worship, whether you call it worship, contribution, mm. giving, serving, it's all saying the same principle. The job is here to contribute, to, to, to expand itself, to give. That's why consciousness is always expanding. It's always giving. That is a natural function of evolution. And your sexual energy is supposed to evolve in the human form of life. We're standing straight up. We are supposed to evolve that energy upwards like where, where people are getting confused with purpose, which, which for years I got like, what is my purpose? And I always, I always equated it to building my business or like helping others. I, I'm a, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, I'm a speaker. My purpose is to speak. My purpose is to coach. It's to train. I'm, I have natural training and teaching ability. So that's my purpose. Um, one level at the mental level, we can say, sure. Yeah, that's a, I would say that's a manifestation. That's some of the fruits. But I would say now where I'm at, I would say, well, that's not really my purpose, but those are the fruits that this body has. Like, for instance, the, again, as, as the apple tree, you know, the apple tree naturally doesn't have to think about producing apples. That just happens by its evolution. Correct. Money, abundance, joy. It's, it's an evolutionary offshoot. It's, that's what it is. It's, you should be happy because that means you're evolving, <laughs> right? Right. Like you should be conscious because that means you're evolving. Evolution is a conscious evolution. It's evolving your consciousness. The human form of life is the only form of life on this planetary system that we know of where we can consciously influence our own evolution. Everything else, just nature dictates it, right? the animals and such while we can see consciousness while we can see the soul. I live with two cats and it's like individual, like we like conscious, aware communication. It's all there, but it's not to the level of me and you right now. I can't talk to my cat about sexual alchemy. Correct. I can't talk to my cat about higher frequencies and natures. His conduit, his Vinny, <laughs> I'm speaking my cat, Vinny and Hunter, their conduits, their bodies haven't reached that evolutionary point. But the evolution of the soul, if, if you're sitting listening, if you're listening to this podcast, you are in a human body. So you have the antenna, the conduit to pick up these frequencies that we are spewing, <laughs> right? And these frequencies are meant for you because you can pick them up. So by attuning your body to it, that's the only reason you would be listening to a podcast like this. If not, you'll be listening to something else, right? Right? Whatever, mm, right? Correct. But you are somewhat in your body attuned to this. So therefore, you and now you decide you have free will and choice within you to decide, do I act upon it or do I not? Right? That's up to you. But the point is, is again, if you really go deeply into understanding everything is frequency, and the strongest frequency of this material world is sexual energy. It drives mm -hmm. everything. Then why would you not tune into the strongest frequency and learn to use it consciously? It's one of the gifts that, that you have as a human being. Right. To master that vibration. 
to master that vibration, to master that platform, that frequency. That is, it is, it, it's arguably, right? I can't, I, I'm not, I will never tell you definitely, you know, what is, uh, you know, the meaning of your life or whatever, whatever, but arguably it is the actual purpose of human life from a total evolutionary standpoint, but the material world, the, the, the world of the mind, the world of the false ego, where I'm a, I'm, I'm a business owner and I'm a, and I'm a, and I'm a husband and I'm, and I have all these labels. They're going to tell me my purpose is other things. They're going to tell me my purpose is all these other things, all these bodily conceptual, all these conceptual obligations. But if I, if, if I was actually able to just view nature, if I was to compare myself to a tree, just at a higher evolutionary stage of consciousness of awareness, then I can see that I'm actually following this exact same growth pattern as a tree. There's nothing different between physically between me and the tree. What's different between me and the tree is I am at a conscious evolutionary space where I am aware incarnated into a body that allows me to have these discussions to continue my own evolution of what I am and what this universe is. Yeah, I think it's a really important point you mentioned around the use of that, that sexual energy beyond procreation. Because if you think about it, you know, a tree will procreate in its own way every year. Um, for That's right. Most of its life, you know, for us, most yeah. of it, we're done by our 20s. Um, you know, now maybe the 30s, pushing into the 40s, some people. Are right. Older, but, you know, we're still going to live probably until we're 78, 80 would be the average about now. So basically for the last half of our lives, we're done with our procreation part of our right. journey. We don't procreate right. anymore, but we have all that sexual energy still, right? That doesn't right. go anywhere. So I think there's a big lesson here for you, not just for young people, but for also people of my age and above yeah. of how they could also benefit from sexual alchemy, even if they're my no longer in the procreation phase of their life. Oh, 100%. My, um, my oldest student is 70 years old mm. and he's just rocking it. Right. And, right. and, and same thing. And, and, and same because he's moving and using that energy. And, and so your uh, sexual energy is also healthy, right? Like when we're healthy, we're generally more sex. It's because we have to stop equating sex simply to sex. Like we have to stop sexual energy is not necessarily physical sex that's part of it and that's a big part of it and again you can great gain great mastery there mm. but even if you could have sex 24 7 365 you wouldn't want to you would eventually not like be like okay like like you know i gotta have a drink or like you know like get some water here or something <laughs> whatever right like the point is is that so every other species again this is the unique part of being human every other species on the planet other than dolphins i, I i've been told um have procreation seasons mm. right like it's mating season so nature dictates by instinct nature goes hey all right you know it's springtime or it's whatever it's now time and then you know all the all the the beautiful sexual rituals of nature all come out Correct. and all the seductive processes and nature does its thing and so that's a yearly annual thing of, of reproduction human beings we nature has given us open season it nature has not said you only have you know you've only got like these few months to get it done <laughs> if not <laughs> next year it is you're all right right try again next year right no nature has given us open season so the question is has nature given us open season simply so that we can have physical sex open season 
I'm proposing, and not me, but the ancient wisdom of yoga and the Taoist tradition and the esoteric teachings of many, many, many traditions around the world are saying, no, what you've got actually, what you've got access to is you've got open season on creative energy. You have reached, congratulations. If I was like, if I was the universal like school, I'd be, congratulations. You have now graduated into the human form of life. And within the human form of life, you're going to gain access to new functions and features. It's like getting the upgraded iPhone, right? You're going to get access to new functions and features. One thing you're going to get access to is you're going to have open season on creative energy. In the, in, 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 if you had an animal body, you would use it to create babies. In a human, you're going to have open season to this function. You can use it to create babies, but you could also use it to create art and business and economy and, and, and connection. And you can use this energy to have imagination mm. and create solutions and label things and name things. And, and then you can use this energy. If you totally use it upwards, you can use this energy to understand your own divinity. You can use this energy to become self-realized because as you grow in more aura, literally you become more spirit than matter. Right? The, the, the evolution of a human is to become spiritual. Spiritual is not a sentimental, just love and compassion. Those things are offshoots of the spiritual journey. You naturally become more compassionate. You naturally become more empathetic. You na- Why? Because you're evolving. So spiritual, so some people have made those the end goals. But originally, in like the Vedic knowledge anyways, according to the Vedic knowledge and, and, and right, that those weren't the end goals. Those were the symptoms of someone who was more spiritually evolved. The actual goal was to create a spiritual body, meaning you have to retain your energies so that when you pass, this physical body dies, that you will not, you will, again, thank you. Welcome to the graduation school. You've now evolved into a spiritual body. And this spiritual body is eternal. It's everlasting. It doesn't operate at the same functions or it doesn't even operate by the same laws of the material body that you just had. Correct. But the love, the compassion, the empathy, those are in the way like these apples on the tree that you talked about. That's exactly it. They're they're apples on the tree. The humanity around you, why you are going through this evolution process. They're not the right. goal. You don't see. They're not the yeah, goal. You don't see someone who's evolved. I mean, this is very practical, right? Like when, when you think, like if you if you if you take if you if you take the word evolution and you and you use maybe the words maturity. What is someone who you know generally if we're if we're like we're out at someone's acting out of control, one way we describe that is like oh they're kind of acting a little immature, right? Like like, like they're emotionally not sound, you know? Like like oh they're upset and they can't get over it. Like you know we kind of see that almost as a little bit like childlike behavior, right? We're a little bit like mm, a little immature, right? So again we have to think like very practical. Say oh okay, so then we could argue, we could present the case anyways to say so then the purpose of life is to mature because we actually have a respect for it inherently. There's a mature person. There's somebody who's, you know, grounded. They're mature. They're in control. They've mastered this body. Master. Well, when you master one body, guess what you get? You get another body. And that doesn't just, even if you don't believe in reincarnation or anything like that, right? Let's say you want to just keep it on this, this life, this level, right? 
it's scientifically shown that we are always re uh, if we don't want to use the re word reoccurring, we're always reproducing new cells. And by seven years, you have a completely different physical body. Not one cell in your body is the exact same not at any level. Mm. You're a completely different person, right? Oh, so if you're a different person in seven years, you actually have a different type of body at a cellular level. If you're retaining and you're practicing these practices, as you, as time goes on, when your new cells develop, they're developing with all the best stuff. So stronger cell development, stronger cell development means stronger energy capacities, right? Like batteries, just think energy, vibration and frequency, right? And, you'll, and, and the practice will become, the practice will make sense. It'll be like, why do I want to practice this? Because this is, it, it's not, it, it's not a, it's not, it's a, it's like a, it's a, it's a physical way of evolving. We're, to, we're, we're looking at a physical hardware upgrade, not just a software upgrade, affirmations and everything. That's mm -hmm. a software upgrade. Great. I do affirmations. I do all of, it's a software upgrade. You're working on the mental plane. Sexual alchemy is a hardware upgrade. We're going to upgrade you as a man at the bodily level, which is then naturally going to be the foundation of your upgrades at all other levels. Well, Nakula, I think we've gone over our 20 minutes. Yeah, yeah, I know. I was like, um, <laughs> we can tell you're very passionate about this topic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And what I, you know, I'd love, obviously, for this to become part of the, the school curriculum, right? As you talked about right at the beginning of the podcast, this is not what right. we're taught when we're taught about um, sex education. Um, yeah. And that can go, as you say, either two ways, right? It can go the biological way or it can go the religious, don't do that way. And neither right. of those tend to lead us in the right direction. So yeah. it probably will be a little while before it makes it onto the, the <laughs> high school curriculum. But in the meantime, we'll lobby for it. <laughs> we'll lobby for it, man. We, we go for it and we do everything yeah. we can, obviously, That's to right. help individuals and help them spread the message and through their energy. And I think what I love about this type of thing is then when somebody meets somebody who's gone through your course, for example, they go, wow that person's different, right? They can sense right. that energy. They can feel that aura. I want some of that. So even That's their right. mates, um, their friends are saying, yeah, that you're a different person. You, you, you're, you're much, I want to be like you. So I think this will spread naturally even without being on the school curriculum. And then at some point yeah. we'll get the, the tipping point on that. So I want to thank you, Nakula, for being such a wonderful guest on the podcast today and for opening up the world of sexual alchemy to our listeners. So thank a you. really big thank you. And a big thank you to everybody listening today. And we hope you enjoyed hearing Nakula's thoughts. And you can find out more about Nakula and his work on his website, www.nakuladas.com. And you can find Nakula on Instagram, at Nakula under slash dash. And on Facebook, at nakuladash.yogi. As well as on YouTube at nakula.das so you can find him everywhere so there's no excuse for not doing this and he's got this wonderful seven day um easy challenge that you can take and you know ease into it give it a go what have you got to lose so thank you nakula thank you everybody and we hope you tune in next week for the next episode of the joyful living podcast thank you <laughs>